With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today we're going to be having a special guest join us. My youngest brother, Michael, is going to be our guest today on our podcast, and we're so excited to have him. I'm hoping that he will be able to give us more insight as to how adoption affects biological siblings and what that looks like from his perspective. So, Michael, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. All right. Thank you. So going back, I came into your lives in 2007. So that would put me, I think I was 30. I originally found out that you know mom gave a baby girl for an adoption when i was 19 maybe 20 and uh i don't know how how it got brought up but i knew she just kind of reached out to me to see she knew i was more computer savvy than clarence's our otis brother and so she asked my help basically to see if i could get on there and just find anything you know what i mean the only thing she had was like i think the doctor's name or like the lawyer's name and to come to find out i didn't find anything because i she had the wrong last name or misspelling or something along those lines and i had just basically you know after trying for a few months just forgot about it you know what i mean just kind of like man you know what i mean and just kind of maybe always hope like man I don't know. I always thought about adoption kind of like it's got a negative connotation around like my upbringing, I think. You know what I mean? Because what they portray on TV, it's always like the adopted kid is always the troublemaker or 
you know what I mean? Or always acting out, wants attention. So I always had a negative view for some reason. And I, and I think that's public. Okay. You know, hang on one second. Go back to what you were saying, because I think you, there's something really important that you were saying that I'd like you to elaborate on. You said okay. in your upbringing, what does that my, mean? What is describe okay. what that, that is? All right. My upbringing, our, oh man, it was um, hectic. My stepfather was just really, was mean. You know what I mean? So we was just kind of around like things we uh, probably shouldn't have been around. You know what I mean? Just. Okay. Let's back up a little bit more. Culturally, you grew up, you were born and raised in West Virginia. No, I was born in West Virginia and moved away when I was like three and a half. Okay. Forward. And then I've been to, and moved to Ohio. And from kindergarten to fifth grade, I went to 12 elementary schools. If that gives you any kind of insight of what kind of upbringing I had. That's a lot of, you know what I mean? A, a lot, lot of yeah. schools, a lot of different kids. A lot of masks that I had to put on, you know what I mean? Just kind of, like we've talked in the past, just kind of that, that's why I'm used to being a chameleon. Because I, the upbringing I had where I was constantly shuffled around. And that was due in part of the choices that mom made. You know, the men that she had in her life, you know what I mean? She, I always wanted, you know what I mean? A home, I guess. And... She, you know what I mean, just looking for it in all the wrong places. And when our stepdad, you know, he's, man, he's something else. But um, he just, I don't know, man. It was just, a, it was, that's just, just so husband, you clarify, because you know I know mean? that like, she, she had more than one husband. So you're referring to yes. her second husband, correct? No, yeah, yeah, not my, my biological father. This is the guy after him. He's just an evil man. I'll, I'll paint a picture of you. For you. He he's about six three, six four. His hair is all the same length and it's down to his like butt. He pulls it back in a ponytail and he's got a big long Fu Manchu, you know what I mean? Like a beard. It looks like a big biker. You know, and he used to beat on me, Clarence, and my mom. And that's what kind of guy he was, you know what I mean? So he was just 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 evil and it wasn't like she let it happen the first time i ever seen somebody get knocked out cold it was my mom and i thought she was dead i mean he hit her once and she i mean arms straight out you know what i mean like just rocks just like a board and i'm sitting you know i thought she was dead i'm probably seven years old you know what i mean so she took a lot of beatings for us as well so i don't want to pay my mom as something you know what I mean? Like, like she just stood by and let, you know, stuff. No, but I get she, it. I get it. You know what I mean? She did what she could. She, what, you know, she had to survive as well. And that's why she shipped me off to my grandmother's a lot. That's why I went to so many places. Cause I was, you know, just, she didn't want me there cause I was the baby. You know what I mean? And she didn't want me be around that, I guess. And that's why I went everywhere. During this time, was adoption ever discussed? No, not at all. Uh, honestly, nothing. Just the stuff like I said, like I said, seen on TV. Like I lived my life in like in front of a TV. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think I first time I ever seen something about adoption was like on Punky Brewster or something. You know, and uh, my two dads. You know how like you remember that show with Stacey Keenan? Yes. 
That was a good one, huh? And, uh, you know, so that was my introduction to what adoption was. And it was always in a negative light, you know what I mean? Or something, you know what I mean? Something that wasn't necessarily a positive thing, the way I view it now, obviously, you know what I mean? So just that imprint as a child, you know, that negative just, you know, and then finding out at 19 that I did have a sister out there, you know what I mean? And honestly, at first I kind of was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to know. I, I ain't, I ain't had, my attitude was like, I ain't had a sister this long. I don't want one now. And I, I think in a way it was probably cause I just maybe jealousy, maybe, you know what I mean? Kind of like, I'm the baby. I want, you know, I'm, I want the attention. You know what I mean? And I'm maybe deep down you coming in the picture might took some of my love. You know what I mean? So that's probably if I'm, if I'm going to be a hundred percent honest, that's probably what I first thought. I'm curious. You say that uh, your only real exposure to adoption was through television, you know, different strokes, punky Brewster, things like that. Going to all those different schools, you didn't have any friends or classmates that you knew were adopted or nothing like that, huh? No. Nothing Interesting. That, you know, I mean, nothing that I can think back and no. It was just kids, you know what I mean? If anything, like just had, when like cousins lived with cousins or you know what I mean? But it wasn't nothing like an adoption. Like So you didn't know anybody that was adopted? You didn't know. Okay. Do you think it was that you didn't know anybody that was or just that nobody talked about it? No, probably nobody talked about it. You know what I mean? It, it's kind of one of those things like if you are, I mean, it's a family thing. It's not something that kids would talk about. You know what I mean? Especially with me being so new at all these schools, you know what I mean? That's something that takes time to develop. You know what I mean? And build a relationship to share something with someone like that. Right. So with me going to all these different schools, I never really got the chance to get close to anybody. If that makes sense. So I guess no, nobody really, I, I never really, that's what, maybe a reason nobody ever shared that with me. If they was adopted, I could have been introduced to a lot of people, but it was never a subject brought up. You said that you, you looked for a couple months and then you kind of let it go. And then fast forward, you didn't have any more thoughts or feelings or interactions with mom about uh, her placing me for adoption until I basically showed up at your front door. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, I I mean, maybe throughout the years, you know what I mean? Like maybe we, I, I, I know personally, I, I, I had thought about it, you know what I mean? Because by that time I became a father. And so I knew what that, you know, the love of having a kid, you know what I mean? That unrelenting, like you just would do anything for a child and then you know what I mean like how just processing that whole thought like what my mom went through when what my you know what I mean like I want because I wanted to know what happened was she made to do it what was like the scenario because I wanted mom to paint the scene like I wanted to know like why how and when and the process of how what went down like I wanted answers at, at one point or another you know what I mean after that initial thought before you came, actually showed up at our door I remember having that conversation with mom and asking her like giving me details you know what I mean if you want to know those sure um, let's let's hear the details she said she like she knew she was pregnant I guess she didn't know till later on she started showing I guess 
and she said she hid it for a while. She hid it for the longest time, I guess. And then I guess she said that, you know, it was the early 70s, you know what I mean? 72, 73, she would have been pregnant. And so having a child, you know what I mean, as a young teenager and in that era was very shunned upon, you know what I mean? Especially living in a Appalachia, you know what I mean, in West Virginia in the hollers. You know what I mean? It's real close and people talk and it's real like like the Bible Belt. So, you know what I mean? It was something kind of like a back door. That's what the picture that was painted for me was. You know what I mean? That's the way I took it. It was kind of like a hush-hush. Mom had the baby and it was kind of like she didn't really even get a chance to hold, hold you. She remembers. She just remembers you walking out with the baby and then and she said she just remember laying there like why like she she would and i can i can hear her voice saying like she was like michael i would just sit there and she's like i was just why they take my baby why and grandma was just kind of you know i mean took over you know what i mean she was the matriarch of the family i guess that's she kind of just pushed it down and just that you know what i mean i don't she didn't really go into detail but i'm sure she just tried to find, uh, you know what I mean, like substitute that loss with whatever else she could find at that time, you know? So, and that was obviously my father. So then she had us, me, my brother, and then me. So, but yeah, so that was, um, yeah, that's basically, it was kind of like a backdoor, you know what I mean, kind of a situation. And mom didn't have anything really she just could basically signed her name, I guess. And, and grandma took care of everything else. That's the picture was, you know, portrayed towards me. Was that the same as you? Pretty close. Pretty close. So, so right. fast forward to your 30 and you find out that I'm alive and I have just. The next day you was like, I, I was mom's like she's on a plane yeah actually i found mom on a friday night okay. i talked to her on the phone and then flew out on wednesday to me it felt like it was like the next day for some reason you know what sure. i mean like i found out and then i remember me and Lori came up correct and uh you was with a friend and it was like i remember just kind of like sizing you up kind of like like who does she look like? Does she, you know what I mean? And then I seen my grandma. Like, I, I could see my grandma's features in you. Have you ever gotten that? No. I remember that's what I initially first thought. And then thinking, like, still, Clarence don't look like nobody. <laughs> so. <laughs> but if, if to the listeners, that, um, Clarence is our older brother. And, like, me and him are night and day. Literally, like we are polar opposites. He's tall and kind of like bigger. I'm short and skinny. Uh, So so what did you think of Kelly when you first met her? I mean, what were you were sizing her up? What did you come to other than she looks like grandma? Like she was, I I mean, obviously she's not very threatening, you know what I mean? So I, I mean, I was opened up to the process, you know what I mean? I can't remember if, I don't know, you know who Angie is, right, Kelly? 
Yes. Angie is a girl that supposedly my father had a, you know, fathered this girl before he got with my mom or during or whatever. I don't know. It was the 70s. I, I just wasn't open to it at that time. And I just, I just, I, I know it's wrong, but. If I remember the story correctly, that I was told your father had asked for a paternity test and she refused. And yeah, and that's what kind of like I put the brakes on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think at first I was open for the, you know, the whole whatever. And then that's what it, I think that you, you are right. And that's why I kind of put the brakes on it and was like, and then that's when I threw up the wall. But but getting back to you, Kelly, like, so I had done experience that. So basically I was cautious maybe at first, if you remember, but the, like Clarence was all in, like he was, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he was like jumped, you know, like uh, he was all in, that's all I can see. You know what I mean? Like he was ready to, he was wanting you to move up here. You know what I mean? Like he was, I don't know. He, I've never seen my brother like that. I was kind of more standoffish, I think at first. And then gradually, I think over, you know what I mean? Just the talks that we had have had through, that time we talked quite a lot there at the beginning yeah and then life happened and there's you know seasons I mean? You're where like we talk a lot away. in seasons and where so, we don't talk a lot yeah agreed i always wanted a sister for some reason i always wanted a sister so she could bring her friends over to the house you know what i mean and so i remember thinking that as a kid like i wish i had a sister you know what i mean so i had more girls around me and uh because i was like girl crazy and <laughs> So, yeah, that's, for, you know, I kind of wanted a sister. So I don't know if that was like a, just a knowing, you know what I mean? Like this, not, not like a sixth sense, but just kind of like. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you had a brother, so it would make sense that you'd be curious about having a sister. Yeah. We want to thank Michael for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption this week. And we had so much more to talk to Michael about that we are going to make this a two-part episode. And next time, we're going to be talking about adoption versus abortion. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan plan or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.